Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Sound. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington for Federal Baseball. I assume in a moment here I'll have Dave Nichols from Federal Baseball on the line. As the Nationals drop a 7-3 decision to the Atlanta Braves today in Turner Field, just a third loss in 18 games with Atlanta so far this year. So I guess we can accept that, Dave. But wasn't a good game there in uh, Turner Field today. Gio Gonzalez unbeaten in his last eight games heading into today's matchup, 5-0 and with a 4-2-2 ERA, 2-31, 2-66, line against, eight walks, 40 Ks, and 42 and two-thirds over that stretch. Uh, no decisions in two games against Atlanta over that stretch, though. He gave up a few runs in each, uh, took the mound with a one nothing lead. Gio, give it back, Gonzalez, gave it right back. A double hit by pitch, two-out RBI single, made it one-to-one quickly. Uh, four straight singles, two runs for the Braves in the third, three to one at that point, two singles, a hit by a pitch, and an RBI single in the fifth, four to two. Gio's done at that point, uh, six to two total. He gets charged with six runs on the day. Uh, not a good outing by Gio, not what you're looking for from him. Four and a third, nine hits, six runs, seven Ks, no walks at least on the day, but uh, not sharp at all out there. And one of those games that leaves us once again questioning what they're going to get from Gio if they turn him in the postseason. Yeah, you know, it seems like he's a really bad matchup with the Braves. I think this is the third stinker that he's had against them. And, um, yeah, you're right. He just he wasn't very good today. Um, you know, we tease about how he gives back leads, but he did it once again today. Um, just not very effective. And, and, you know, we joke all the time about, you know, who's going to be the second, third, fourth starters in this rotation come playoff time. But, um, you know, maybe we'll get a little bit of answer tomorrow if, if Joe Ross is going to go. Hopefully uh, he looks strong and they can build him back up. But, um, you know, Gio's going to be a crapshoot. I mean, we've, we've said it all along this year. He's either been, you know, pretty good or pretty rotten. Uh, his record is right at 500, so it kind of belies the idea that, that he's been mediocre. He hasn't been mediocre. He's either been good or bad, um, which is easy enough to say, but – uh, make it very difficult to plan uh, for a postseason uh, playoff starting um, rotation. Um, I think the Nats in general today look kind of lethargic. It's, uh, you know, tough to come back in a day game and after a night game, and I know that's excuse building. But, um, you know, to be completely honest, they really don't have a whole lot to play for at this point. They're kind of going through the paces and, and finishing these games and um, really just, you know, they want to look at Ross. They're still evaluating whether Strasburg can come back, which I doubt, but uh, they're keeping it on the table. And, um, you know, just slogging through these last regular season games before um, before the second season starts here. We'll get to Trey Turner in a minute, but since there wasn't a whole lot else going on, I do think it's interesting that they're bringing Ross back tomorrow for the finale. They say he might not go too long. Uh, he hasn't thrown more than 60 pitches yet. I think he threw 60 in that sim game the last weekend, so you can't imagine he's going to go that deep into a game. I don't think they'd want him to at this point as they're working their way back from that shoulder issue, but it is a good sign that they're getting it back on the mound here with a few weeks to go. They can get a few starts in, see what they have from him, see where he's going to work out. If he's good the next couple starts, you give him a chance in the rotation possibly. Or if he's struggling, you can always use him out of the bullpen. He's got stuff out there that you could throw out. He's essentially a two-pitch pitcher at this point anyway, so that probably would work out of the bullpen. But 
what are you looking for from him tomorrow? And is it too late in the season now to try to get him back up to speed and turn to him in a postseason game? Well, the only thing I'm looking at it out for him tomorrow is health. Um, I don't think performance really makes any difference uh, tomorrow. Or you would like to see him throw strikes. You would like to see him have success. But um, as we saw with Steven Strasburg two weeks ago, um, you know, these guys coming back starting against a, a, a weaker opponent, you would think this is, you know, a good quote-unquote rehab start for him. But, um, but we saw Strasburg go down in the same game that, that he came back in. So hopefully that doesn't happen with Joe Ross tomorrow. I can't imagine he throws more than, you know, 60, 65 pitches. I, I think that they just want to see him um, perform. The Nats don't have anybody that they could um, have him make a rehab start with, so this is the next best option. Uh, I think they would like to be able to stretch him out so that they could possibly use him uh, in a playoff match. But we talked about it uh, last week during a show that the Nats can't carry four starting pitchers for one spot. You know, they, they, they've got a bullpen. They've got guys that have been in the bullpen all year long that have been used to those situations. They can't carry Joe Ross and Reynaldo Lopez and Lucas Giolito and Matt Latos all on the postseason roster. You've only got 25 guys, so they're going to have to make a decision here in the next 10 days to two weeks who that guy is going to be um, and stick with it. And I think tomorrow is the first uh, step in the process to find out if that guy, you know, could be Joe Ross. Uh, I think they would like it to be, um, whether they've got time to ramp him up um, and be ready for a playoff start. We don't know until he pitches tomorrow. As we continue ignoring this game today, <laughs> so we will get to Trey Turner's continued dominance afterwards. But I did think it was interesting. Uh, Mike Rizzo, in his weekly visit with the sports junkies on Wednesday morning, said that our confidence level is high, that once Steven Strasburg, uh, his flexor mass subsides, he'll be ready to pitch. Uh, asked about where he was at right now. He said he had a PRP injection into the affected area, which he already knew. Uh, we shut him down for a couple days because of that, and we're starting to ramp him up to a return-to-throw program, and then hopefully if that progresses as well as it should, then you get on the mound and start your mound progression to get some meaningful innings in later on during the season. Uh, of course, this is the best-case scenario. Rizzo's not going to go out there and share the worst-case scenario with everyone on a you know, a DC-based radio show and tell them all the things that could go wrong. So that's the most positive take on what could happen going forward. But be surprised at all that he was apparently back and throwing today on flat ground, but throwing nonetheless. Yes, I am surprised. And considering, you know, there's more bad news for the New York Mets today with, with Jake DeGrom now uh, needing surgery, um, you don't have to look very far within the division to see what happens when you screw around with young pitchers' arms, um, even, you know, veterans' arms. Uh, I think that considering the length of Steven Strasburg's contract here, um, if they are at all exacerbating um, the possibility of a long-term injury here uh, for the benefit of having him available in the first round of the playoffs, I think it's uh, terrible foresight. Um, you know, I, I obviously I'm not a doctor. Um, I haven't examined Steven Strasburg. I haven't seen his MRI or, or, or anything to that nature. But, um, you know, we see it all the time where – guys want to pitch in the playoffs, teams want to have their guys pitch in the playoffs, um, and then they're wrecked. And and I don't think anybody wants to see that for Steven Strasburg. Obviously, if he's healthy and if he's pain-free um, and if they can get him ramped up, 
then yeah, great. But um, he's too valuable a a property uh, to risk it um, at, at this point. It just he just is. Um, so yeah, I'm surprised to hear that he threw today, and I'm surprised that that Rizzo is still talking like he's going to be available in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, I should just note I, I pulled up Mark Zuckerman's article over at MassInSports.com just to see how he characterized the throwing. He he just says he. Right-hander played some light catch for about five minutes this morning, a small but important step in his attempt to return. Dusty Baker says they told me yesterday that he was beginning exercises and he was coming along fine. So maybe throwing isn't a good word for it with a connotation of actually like a bullpen session or something, but he was out there tossing a ball, apparently light catch as they're calling it. So uh, take well, that for even, what it's worth. Even still, yeah, yeah, even so, I think injuries, yeah, strains of this nature, I think, you know the the general uh, prescription is is to shut down for three to four weeks before you do anything, and hasn't been close to that. Yeah. Getting back to the on field action, Trey Turner four for five last night, just a fantastic game by the twenty three year old infielder slash outfielder. Uh, comes back today, homers in his first at bat, homers again the third time up uh, after he struck out in between that. I wrote in my notes, kind of ridiculous at this point. Uh, let me just pull up his numbers against the Braves going into this game, which just has to hurt any Atlanta fans and probably some of the San Diego Padres fans who are punishing themselves by continuing to follow him so far this season. But after last night's four for five game, he was 24 for 52. That's a 462 average, five doubles, a triple, four home runs, six steals, 17 runs scored in 11 games versus the Braves. He had two home runs and a third single today, another stolen base. I think that's 27 on the year. Just continues to impress here. It's pretty much all they talked about Nationals-wise on the broadcast today. The Fox announcers were just talking Trey Turner up the whole time and just a fantastic game last night and continued to do it today, providing most of the offense for the Nationals in the, in the loss. Yeah, you know, uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me here because I'm not sitting at my computer, but uh, – um, uh, somebody tweeted some interesting statistics where his combined batting average, home runs, and stolen bases at this age, um, yeah, over this amount of time in his rookie season, has only been accomplished one other time uh, in Major League history. So something like, you know, the 340, 10, 20 uh, parameters. I mean, you know, talking about random uh, endpoints, but still, uh, it's impressive what he's been able to do in 60 games. I mean, he is. What what is he fourth in the National League, seventh in baseball and stolen bases, and he and he's only played sixty games. It's just um, really ridiculous, and and the, the power, um, you know, is surprising that he's homering so often. But uh, but as we've we've mentioned a couple of times, even you know in the minors, he's been able to generate. Um, you know, he's had some extra base power, extra base power, and he looks like a guy that could hit ten, twelve, fifteen home runs in a season. I think he's you know really wide, riding a, a hot wave right now. I don't think that Trey Turner is certainly going to be a, a you know, 20, 25 homer guy, but um, a guy that's a, a, you know, 12, 15 homer guy with, I, I think, you know, easy 40 steals uh, with his speed and, and base running um, intellect, um, but, but quite possibly a 60 steal guy. I mean, this is one of the most exciting players in baseball. And again, I've said it just about every day we've talked about it. It's just a shame that, the only reason he wasn't on this team from day one is because of money. <laughs> uh, 
I'll skip my usual response about that. No, I won't. They brought him up just at the right time and developed him absolutely right. And that's why he's doing what he is right now. Speaking of, uh, well, I should say the other end of the spectrum at this point, Bryce Harper, uh, 0 for 15 slump after a flyout ends the seventh inning. He has taken nine walks over that stretch, so he's gotten on base in just about every game, but hasn't had a hit since he homered in his last at-bat against the Phillies on September 10th. A rough stretch for Harper. Uh, once again, they're showing him talking about how he's pulling off the ball. Uh, Tom Verducci, I think he, that's who was calling the game. I never bothered to look because I was kind of tuning them out after the game got out of hand, but uh, just kept on pointing out that people are throwing him fastballs and change-ups uh, up, up away and he seems to just not know what to do with him at this point. Kind of looks lost. Uh, you saw some good signs from Harper, but it looks like he's taken a step back recently. Yeah, um, and I certainly don't think it's going to surprise anybody that once the national season is over that we hear that he's going to get a, a shoulder cleaned out or, or something along those lines. He's just he's not healthy. He's too good of a player uh, to be this poor for this many stretches in a row in a season. Um, it's just, it just simply doesn't compute. So, um, you know, he's healthy enough to, to be in the lineup every day and, and contribute occasionally, but it's just he's suffering through a lost injury-marred season. And um, as we talked with players like Ryan Zimmerman and um, Danny Espinosa and a few others during the, the, the pennant stretch in, in 2012, you just hope that, um, that permanent damage isn't being done. Um, that it's something that it can be cleaned up and he can come back to his MVP caliber uh, next year and continue to be because uh, he's just he's just too important a player to the Nats. He's too important a player nationally um, to, to jeopardize, you know, long-term status, uh, you know, to playing through injury. You just hope that's not the case. Yeah, man. Obviously, they're not saying there's any injury. I, I agree. I won't be surprised if we get to the end here and he admits that he was playing with something this whole time. That was more than what they said, but the Nationals still aren't saying anything, so we just have to look at what we see and make our own judgments because he certainly doesn't look like the person who won the MVP last year, and for some reason they're still pitching around him, which I wrote about today with Anthony Rendon continuing to hit behind him, which is kind of baffling to me, but they still do it. Uh, tomorrow afternoon, 1:35, season finale with the Braves. One last time, they're 15 and three going into it against Atlanta. So the Nationals wrap up their season series with their NL East rivals. Uh, Joe Ross on the mound against Matt Whistler in the finale in Turner Field. The last time the Nats go to Turner Field, uh, I think Trey Turner may be the only National who misses that place. But they got a new park opening <laughs> next year. So one more time in Turner Field tomorrow. Uh, talk to you tomorrow night after that game, sir. Sounds good. Blog House is going at.